This is episode 69 of the Immunology Podcast, IUIS 2023 on the ground. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jason Goldsmith and Dr. Brenda Roud. Welcome back to the Immunology Podcast, where we have conversations with immunologists. The Immunology Podcast is brought to you by Stem Cell Technologies, a global biotechnology company supporting life science research and fostering communication and collaboration in science. If you enjoy the Immunology Podcast, rate us and leave us a review. We're always looking for feedback on how the podcast can be improved and for suggestions on guests. Today, we're bringing you a very special episode of the podcast straight from the International Congress of Immunology, which took place from November 27th to December 2nd in Cape Town, South Africa. It was a great meeting. We had the pleasure of meeting and discussing science with researchers from all over the world. Today, we'll bring to you some of those conversations as we hear from delegates about their thoughts on the meeting and research presented throughout. Before we jump into things. Immunology 2024, the annual meeting of the American Association of Immunologists, it's taking place from May 3rd to May 7th in Chicago, Illinois. For the most up-to-date information about Immunology 2024, including the scientific program, you can visit immunology2024.aai.org. All right. Well, we're back from the conference and we had a blast talking to people. And in addition to the coverage everyone's already heard, we got to interview a whole bunch of people and meet with them and see what some of they thought. So let's introduce some of the guests here uh, that we had the privilege of speaking with throughout the meeting. Hi, my name is Faith Ossia. I'm a professor of malaria immunology and vaccinology. I'm Kenyan, uh, but I'm actually based at Imperial College in London. My lab and group, um, our vision is to make malaria history. Uh, malaria has been a problem for a long time, and we think that we can make malaria history through vaccines. And we dream of a day when our kids will actually be thinking about malaria, like they'll be reading about it as something that used to happen, um, but that we can actually uh, prevent that through vaccines. So we study the immune system. Um, we study people who are able to control a malaria infection to understand what they're doing well. Um, and we want to use that information to make vaccines. Hi, my name is Sapna Senha and I'm a Schmidt Science Fellow at uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology uh, in the US. So I work on neuroimmunology. So my project is based on um, looking into the immunogenicity of optogenetics in the context of spinal cord and also how to design a system where uh, we can circumvent this immunogenicity so we can use optogenetics in the spinal cord without an inflammation. Hi, my name is Joaquin Merlo and I'm a PhD student at Ivime Conicet in Buenos Aires, Argentina. While I'm working in immune oncology, my, my goal is to find biomarkers of response to immunotherapy in a broad variety of cancer types uh, mainly focused on protein glycosylation and glycosylation pathways. Hi, my name is Veronica, and I'm a PhD student at the Institute of Molecular Genetics in Prague, Czech Republic. So in our lab, which is the lab of adaptive immunity, we study CD8 T cells mostly, and we study their effector versus memory sulfate decisions and also different kinds of memory CD8 T cells. I'm particularly interested in the very early sulfate decisions after activation. And in particular, I found out that there is a novel transitory state after activation, which we call TPAM cells. And PAM stands for polyamines. So this is what we are also kind of interested in. And we found out that these cells are probably precursors of effector and effector memory T cells, which I think is 
quite nice. Hi, my name is Clive Gray. Uh, I'm Professor of Immunology at Stellenbosch University in Cape Town, South Africa. So I'm, I'm a, an HIV immunologist. I'm specifically a reproductive immunologist. So I study HIV infection in pregnant women. And we're looking at the impact of HIV infection on placental immunology, immunology networks, but how that impacts on the HIV-exposed uninfected infant. And we know that those infants have stunted growth, they have uh, 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 poor nutrition, um, and they suffer from, from ailments and uh, comorbidities. So they're not healthy, but they're also not infected with HIV. So we're looking for the connection between maternal HIV infection and the impact that has on the, the immune ontogeny in the developing infant. Hi, my name is Michelle Tran, and I'm an MD-PhD student at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York City. Right now, I'm in my PhD phase, and I'm currently studying bladder cancer immunology, uh, studying, resist, uh, studying mechanisms of resistance to checkpoint blockade in bladder cancer and specifically honing into a subset of macrophages that we believe are immunosuppressive. Hi, my name is Sabel Jala. I'm a principal medical scientist at the National Institute for Communicable Diseases in Johannesburg, South Africa. So um, I've studied, uh, currently I'm working at the Center for Healthcare Associated Infections, Antimicrobial Resistance and Mycosis. It's a mouthful, it's called CHARM. And I'm working on um, uh, anti uh, resistance in bacteria and fungi. So currently, uh, we've mainly focused on looking at doing surveillance from wastewater for both bacteria, bacterial resistance genes, and also for fungi, especially Candida auris. Hi, my name is Daphne Boyk Watson, and I am an assistant professor at University of Miami Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center. My lab studies immunotherapy of glioblastoma, which is the most common primary malignant brain tumor. We are trying to develop new immune therapies against this deadly cancer because checkpoint inhibitor trials have had very limited um, survival outcomes. So specifically, we are interested in sex differences in immune response and how we can leverage this for the development of more effective therapies. Hi, my name is Luigia Pace and I'm a PI at IGM in Candiolo Cancer Institute in Italy. Uh, so uh, the lab is focusing on the mechanism underlying the immunological memory, which are the mechanisms behind the establishment and maintenance of the different T-cell subset during infection or following therapeutic or prophylactic vaccination. Hi, my name is Yuvedna Padia, and I'm a master's student at the Africa Health Research Institute in Durban. So at my uh, institute, the Africa Health Research Institute, we focus a lot on HIV and TB research. Um, and now COVID-19, obviously, with the global pan pandemic that we've just had, my research focuses on developing a CD8 T-cell killing assay um, to measure T-cell responses to SARS-CoV-2. So what I'm trying to do is develop this T-cell assay um, and optimize it as much as I can. Um, and I've, I've used two different methods, a pseudovirus-based method and a CFSE fluorescence-based method. Um, and it's been, it's been tough, but it's also very rewarding. I think the thing about being a scientist is that the highs are so high and the lows can be so low. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mzabala Zontimbi. 
I am a lab technician who's doing his PhD as well. I'm coming from the African Health Research Institute at ARI. So I study, we are working on um, a twin project. So it's a twin study. So we, we have um, twins that we are following from birth um, uh, for a two-year period. And we're trying to see uh, what sort of sex differences we can find in terms of their immune development over time. So that's just the, the gist of it. Yeah. Hi, my name is Chris Moxon. Uh, I'm a senior clinical lecturer at the University of Glasgow Wellcome Centre for Integrative Parasitology and the Malawi-Liverpool Wellcome Programme in Malawi uh, and the Kamuzu University of Health Sciences there too. Yeah, so I have a lab in Malawi and Glasgow. Um, we're mainly looking at, well, I'm a, a, um, a paediatric infectious disease specialist, so I'm interested in severe infections in children. Uh, and my main interest is in malaria. So... Um, there's no malaria in Glasgow, a uh, very good um, center for parasitology there and lots of good facilities for studying the parasite and host parasite interactions in a lot of detail. But uh, we have a lab in, in Malawi to be able to study patient samples right uh, next to a big um, government hospital in, in Malawi. And so um, we, one of our main interests is in blood brain barrier breakdown in um, in malaria and trying to understand uh, host pathogen interactions and um, immune activation that leads to um, leak in the brain. Hi, I'm Melissa and I'm a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Oxford. So we are interested, or at least my project is looking at the correlative protection um, of COVID-19 in non-human primates. Um, so I haven't started my project yet, but broadly, I'm interested in the immune response to COVID-19 in humans and non-human primates. Um, so I think I, I love studying infectious diseases in general. Um, and our lab, ha they work with different viruses. So I'm exposed to different studies, um, which allows me to learn a lot about viruses in general as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Lise Didikuba a PhD candidate in clinical sciences and immunology at the University of Cape Town and also part of University of Stellenbosch. Currently doing clinical sciences and immunology, so it's mainly reproductive immunology. So I'm looking at the placenta. I'm studying T-regulatory uh, T cells and T-helper cells. Hi, my name is Sarah and I'm a PhD student at the University of Toronto. So our lab focuses on innate lymphoid cells or ILCs with a focus on tolerance and transplant. Um, I have two projects. One focuses on ILC2s and one focuses on ILC3s. Um, I think ILC3s are a little bit more complex, so they're a little bit more interesting to me right now. Hi, my name is Mohamed Arafat Cham. I am a uh, MSc student at the University of Witwatersrand. So my master's was in vaccinology, and I did my research project at the National Institute for Communicable Diseases, where we looked at IDO uh, as a potential tuberculosis biomarker. Hi, my name is Shurajit. I'm a PhD scholar that works in National Center for Cell Science in Pune, India. So I, my work mainly focuses on how neuroimmune communication interacts in cancer. I specifically works on two different neurotransmitters, um, mostly serotonin and substance P, 
which is from the tachykinin family of neurotransmitter and how these two interact uh, with different immune cells, both in homeostasis as well as in cancer scenario and how it modulates the immune response to cancer. Hi, my name is Danielle and I'm a PhD candidate at Utrecht University. I'm doing a PhD on developing new immune therapies for rheumatoid arthritis, where I mainly focus on modulating dendritic cells and then assessing their effects on regulatory T cells and the T cells in general. I'm uh, Rafi Ahmed. I'm director of the Emory Vaccine Center in Atlanta, Georgia, United States. Our interest is, uh, is in two major areas. One is understanding immunological memory, understanding how we uh, retain our immune responses to vaccines we got as children, you know, for decades. Uh, what's the mechanism underlying that long-term immune memory? And then using that information to design uh, better vaccines. And then the second part of our interest is uh, understanding what happens to immune responses during chronic infection or in cancer. Uh, and again, using that information to develop better strategies for uh, treatment for chronic infections and for cancer. Well, hi, my name is Miriam Murad. I'm a professor of immunology at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. I'm also the president of IOS, uh, and I organized the IOS 2023. Well, I study myeloid cells, macrophage and dendritic cells in particular. Those are two antigen-presenting cells that represent antigen to, to T cells. And, um, and I study their contribution to disease or how they modulate outcome of disease. And I focus on two diseases, mostly cancer. I'm an oncologist also by training and, and inflammatory diseases. Wow, there are definitely some interesting research areas there. Uh, we'd love to dive a little bit deeper in future episodes. No time now. Uh, but so Jason and I were super excited to be attending for the first time and representing the immunology podcast. Uh, but we also wanted to hear why delegates chose to came to come to the meeting, what they were hoping to gain. Uh, so here are some of their answers. Hi, it's Faith. So one of the reasons I joined IUIS was the potential of IUIS to support the training of scientists in Africa. So if you think about it, um, IUIS is like a massive faculty of immunologists. Um, and Africa needs so many immunologists. And I always see the IUIS as this great potential of people who can support other people and support the training of, um, of scientists in Africa because the burden of disease here in Africa is really high. Just think about malaria, think about HIV, think about TB, think about cancer. The burden of disease is great, but the scientists that can come up with cures and treatments, they're very few. And so for me, the IUIS is an opportunity to bring people together who have skills, to connect with people who have less skills and less resources and to strengthen immunology here on the continent so that things get better. Hi, I'm Sapna. Yeah, so a colleague of mine suggested IUIS 2023 actually a year and a half ago uh, when we met for a global meeting from our fellowship program. And it was supposed to be one of the biggest conferences in immunology and uh, 
I was very new to the field. I'm actually not an immunologist. So I pivoted into this field. I'm originally a material scientist and an engineer. So it's a very big jump. So she suggested, why don't you go attend the conference, meet loads of people, get new ideas. Uh, it would be great for your project because at that point I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great idea. And that's how I signed up. And uh, then I realized, oh my God, it's in Cape Town. So I was like, yes, I'm definitely going. <laughs> Hi, it's Joaquin. Um, I'm I'm hoping to gain a broader uh, side of science and immunology. I'm focused on cancer and, and, and immune oncology, so attending a, a bigger immunology meeting it's always interesting. I'm a science enthusiast and bioinformatics, computational biology enthusiast. So that's it. I I want to see and and hear from different professionals in different diseases. Hi, it's Veronica. Oh, I was very much hoping to, you know, meet some more T-cell people. And I know that you also like T-cells, so you are the first one of them. And um, so far I saw wonderful presentations and I would maybe like to highlight the Vijay Kujru's presentation, which was amazing this morning. And, you know, he presented pathogenic versus non-pathogenic TH17 cells, which is something that sounds very interesting to me. So this is great. Hi, it's Clive. Seven years ago, when there was the IUIS meeting in Melbourne, we put a bid in. Um, we're a small, uh, in, uh, well, South African Immunology Society is pretty small relative to other regions. Uh, and we got the bid. And the reason we're excited then, all those years ago, was because it's the first time this uh, meeting is taking place in Africa and, of course, in South Africa. What it's meaning for us is it's highly significant and it's galvanizing the uh, African immunologists. Uh, we we uh, teach immunology all over Africa and it's fantastic to see all those students here. Uh, and it's energizing. It's energizing us as South Africans and as Africans. And I think it's energizing everyone else, frankly. Hi, I'm Michelle. I decided to attend IUIS 2023 uh, because uh, my, my PI and, and folks from the department at Mount Sinai are attending. I'm uh, really excited to support them. Um, and this is the first uh, international uh, conference that I've ever been to, first international immunology conference that I've ever been to. And I'd say the coolest conference um, uh, I've ever set foot in. Uh, it's been really incredible meeting um, immunologists of different training levels from across the globe. And um, I mean, I'm really excited to be able to present my research in a poster session and just hear from um, so many um, esteemed scientists, uh, two Nobel laureates, and of course, um, folks at different stages, early career faculty and students. and um, and really forge connections across uh, across national uh, across uh, across the world. Hi, this is Sabel. Yeah, so I'm uh, part of the executive um, committee for the Federation of African Immunological Societies. I represent Southern Africa, and so for for that we coordinate uh, training for uh, immunology training on the continent, and uh, we. Uh, provide uh, um, scholarships, travel grants, 
and for Africans to um, to increase capacity for immunology, basically on the continent. Hi, I'm Daphne Bayek. Yeah, I am one of the rising stars. This is a new program that is uh, important for early career junior PIs. And uh, I was very lucky to be selected one of these um, rising stars. So I really wanted to come to IUIS to meet with immunologists across the globe and learn from different um, techniques, learn different techniques, uh, you know, get acquainted with different uh, immunologists from different countries. So it's a great opportunity to network and see what is out there. Hi, it's Luigi Apache. I've been awarded with a very prestigious award, the Rising Stars, and for that I really thanks the UIS for that. And uh, so thanks to that, I could uh, attend this great conference. It's the only way for the immunologists to really have a general overview of what's going on in our field now and to move further. I hope to gain really to see what's the direction I should take in my research and what we can bring with our lab in the research field of immunology. Hi, it's Yvedna Padia. So my journey to this conference is quite interesting. I was part of the IUIS Immunozambia conference at the end of 2022 in Lusaka. And while I was there, I was part of a grants writing competition where they awarded my group, we won, <laughs> they awarded my group a free registration to attend this year. So it's kind of surreal to be here and to actually um, see the the progression from our little our little grants competition to now being able to be here at this massive conference, which is actually one of my first big conference that I've attended as a scientist. So um, I think what I, I love to see as well is that the low and mid middle income countries have such an amazing platform here, much less like the, in the fact that it's in South Africa, um, the first on the African continent. And just to be able to see people from India, people from other African countries, South America, and them being able to highlight their research, um, it's so refreshing. Hi, it's Mza. I think for the most part, um, we, for the most part, we're looking at people who have HIV who are actively infected, but we're not really sure by people who are just exposed to HIV, sort of like in the womb and so forth. So I just wanted to get a bit more idea and sense in terms of what are people actually working with. And uh, in terms of exposure to HIV, are there people who are actually working on that as well? And to get more ideas in terms of um, studies that uh, have to do with children. Hi, it's Chris. Um, so it's absolutely amazing to have this major immunology conference in Africa for the first time. Um, I have three trainees from my lab who got uh, travel scholarships, two through the IUIS scholarship system, and then University of Glasgow made a scholarship funding available for, for a third um, trainee. So uh, I came mainly to um, come and support them. And um, also, I mean, it's an incredible um, collection of immunologists from all over the world. Um, and really nice to see a, a strong African focus because I think, um, as we were discussing, uh, and just recently, uh, it's really hard for Africans to tra travel to, um, international conferences. And so it's great to see such a big presence here. Hi, it's Melissa. I think for the last few months, there is not one person that, that hasn't heard 
me say that this is the biggest immunology conference in the world. And I, there's just so many wonderful speakers. And I, because I've been at different universities, it's given me a chance to also uh, reconnect with some of my friends and some of the other scientists. And I think this is a nice way to sort of update myself on what's going on in my field, but also some of the other fields as well. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's a really good conference. Hi, it's Lucedi. I am very new to immunology, so I just want to learn as much research out there as possible. And I'm so grateful that my supervisor, Clive Gray, um, was able to pay for us to come to the conference, which is amazing. I'm so grateful for that. So I just want to learn more. I've seen um, a lot of talks in allergies, TB, uh, malaria, the reproductive immunology, a lot. So I'm so excited for what I am learning right now and making network, like just networking throughout. <laughs> Hi, it's Sarah. I am presenting on my um, ILC2 story where it can um, pr prevent islet rejection as a cellular therapy. Um, and I hope to gain feedback on that project and then learn more about different uh, tolerance therapies while I'm here as well. Hi, it's Mohammed Arafat Chan. First of all, I'm super in love with immunology. I love every anything and everything that has to do with immunology. And uh, after finishing my master's, I really wanted to do a PhD and I felt like this is going to be the great place for networking and finding a potential PhD supervisor. And that's why I was here. Hi, I'm Surajit. I found this is like, if I say it's a kind of World Cup of Immunology. It happens in every th uh, third year or something. Yeah. And the people from all over the world who study the different aspects of immunology come here and it's a great place to listen to them and interact with many people that we can and to gain our understanding on the specific immunology of cancer or not only in cancer, in any form of disease that is prevalent in the current scenario. Hi, it's Danielle. Well, one of the main reasons was I saw many tolerance and dendritic cell related to sessions that were in the program before. And we had a really nice keynote speaker as well on Tuesday morning. Um, she was at BioNTech, the director, and she had really good information also about uh, CAR T cells in cancer and then combinations with different um, yeah, other therapies. So using uh, RNA nanoparticles combined with CAR T cells and the implication of that combination even for uh, autoimmunity as well. So looking at CAR T regs combined with, uh, yeah, with RNA uh, nanoparticles. Myself, I work on liposomes, so it's really nice to, to see that coming together as well. Hi, I'm Rafi. I think the, the IUIS meetings are very special. I've actually, I think I've attended for the last 30 years, I think I've attended every meeting. I haven't missed one. Uh, uh, and one of the reasons I do that is because it's truly an international meeting where you uh, uh, meet immunologists from all over the world. Uh, and that's rare. I mean, most meetings don't have such a broad uh, representation of scientists from all over the world. Uh, and that's, that's why I particularly like this meeting uh, and, and give a speech and interact with all the people who are there. And the fact that this time it's in Africa for the first time, uh, that makes it even more special. So it really was a, it, I was just absolutely thrilled to come here and uh, give the lecture and meet with all the wonderful people here.
Hi, it's Miriam Marat. So I didn't choose the location. Uh, IUS, 20, uh, IUS executive committee that preceded me had, had voted for, uh, for Cape Town. And it's a special meeting because this is the first time that the immunology community is meeting in the African continent. It's also the first time we met since the COVID pandemic. You know, this meeting was delayed twice and um, was supposed to happen uh, in August last year. Uh, so it was quite special to organize a reunion and also organize this event in, in the African continent. So definitely some great responses. Uh, Jason, what were you hoping to gain from the meeting? Well, I really wanted to see how the international community was approaching immunology issues instead of an American bias, right? So, you know, sitting sitting in the States, you kind of get a, a certain sense of how research works and what people are focusing on, which may not be true in the rest of the world or even what's the most pressing issues. And so that's that's really what I was hoping to get a sense of, of, of the larger world and what was going on. And did you think you got that? I think I really did. I think you could see a much broader focus on, say, infectious disease, which I really appreciated. And, you know, we, we do even have some more conversations with delegates here in a bit. But before we get to that, stem cell is hiring. Stem cell technology is a worldwide leader in developing services and tools for scientists working in cell biology, regenerative medicine, immunology, cancer, and disease research. United by a foundation of scientific integrity and driven by a mission to advance science globally, stem cells is a team of scientists helping scientists. They're looking for creative, driven people to join their international team, explore current offerings in areas such as R&D, sales, business operations, quality, and science communication, all at jobs.stemcell.com. So getting back to it, the research at the meeting did not disappoint. It was awesome to attend all the, all the sessions. Uh, there were so many interesting talks and tons of posters. Uh, let's take a listen to what some of the attendees had to say about the coolest research they saw presented throughout the meeting. Hi, it's Faith. What I really liked are the major keynotes, um, just showing you how scientists who are people just like you and me, um, how they've worked through tackling problems that have given rise to new drugs, that have given rise to new vaccines. So I think that that is a big source of inspiration because you you see that that's a Nobel Prize winner, but they're a person just like me, and they also did their scientific experiments just like everybody else. So I think that is really important for the young African scientists to see, and it's really very, very inspiring. So I'm really into translational stuff uh, because we want to make people healthier. We want to alleviate um, suffering from disease. And so the things that are related to vaccines, so we had a keynote on that. On the opening day, we had one that addressed drugs. Um, these are really um, important here. Yeah. Hi, it's Joaquin. Of course, the the keynote lectures of yesterday of James P. Allison and, and Pam Sharma were like great talks and they are always it's always really interesting to to hear from them and what they are doing and i just came from uh, the th17 um, session which was really interesting i'm working now in colorectal cancer and we are like seeing some different the um, differential infiltration of the th17 cells so that was like Really interesting to to explore and to explore also the the relation with the chronic inflammatory diseases. Yeah. Hi, it's Clive. 
Well, it was daunting before the pandemic, I can tell you, uh, in expectations. We were going to have this meeting in 2022 and we delayed it by a year because we really wanted to have this in person uh, on African soil. Uh, but, you know, I'm representing a team, a very large team. It's not just me. Uh, and I'll have to say that the team and the IUIS secretariat has played a huge role in, uh, in uh, creating the groundwork. Uh, leaving me and others in the scientific steering committee free to focus on the science, focus on the construction of the uh, scientific sessions, uh, the entertainment, uh, and all the things that go with a conference that make it an, an all-rounded experience, which I hope this meeting is. Well, as a as a myself as a reproductive immunologist, uh, the sessions on reproductive immunology are very close to my heart. Uh, so uh, you know, th this is a, a very um, rich experience for me personally. But I think uh, the sessions that are around the science, which is around equitable science between the north and the south, uh, which I chaired uh, uh, yesterday very, very close to my heart and uh, creating an equal balance between the North and the South is very, very important, uh, considering this is the first time this meeting is in Africa. Hi, I'm Michelle. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> my research is in the field of cancer immunotherapy, so I've really appreciated those talks, especially back-to-back uh, -to -back talks yesterday from um, Jim Allison and, and Padmini Sharma. Um, to uh, powerhouses of immune checkpoint blockade research. Um, it was really great how they painted um, the history, recent history of uh, immune checkpoint blockade. And um, there's so much that has happened since its FDA approval in, in 2011 uh, that it, it was crazy to reflect how that wasn't too, too long ago. That was only 12 years ago. Um, and that, of course, opened the avenue to so many other clinical trials and research. So it was really great how they uh, really took us through the basics from the beginning of the first initial clinical trials that Padmini Sharma conducted with Jim Allison um, to now expanding um, from anti-CTLA-4 to combinations with anti-PD-1, pd one and other um, avenues of cancer immunotherapy, um, CAR T-cells, vaccines, uh, therapeutic antibodies, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it was really nice to have these uh, pioneering immunologists come and talk about uh, their early, early work and the fundamental uh, studies that shaped the field today. Hi, this is Sabel. So already it's, uh, it's had a huge impact because, as you can see, there are 200 and plus South Africans who are at this meeting, which has, this is unprecedented, obviously, because the, the meeting is in Africa, it's in South Africa. So uh, it's cheap and easy for people to attend this meeting. And these uh, people that came don't really need scholarships to attend because going to Europe would cost at least about $2,000 just to fly over. And obviously uh, hotels and all of that are much more expensive in Europe and in the North compared to um, South Africa. So um, having the meeting in Africa has allowed a lot more Africans to be able to attend, to network with um, 
people that are uh, changing game changers in the field and um, to allow um, also to bring immunology to the forefront. We have students who otherwise wouldn't know, but maybe are in other fields and they're actually able to attend or even come for a day and we might actually interest them in immunology. So it has been very important. Hi, I'm Daphne Bayek. Yeah, I was very interested about this talk on how vitamin D metabolism is important for microbiome and how that affects cancer immune therapy. I was very impressed by that. Hi, it's Yved Napadia. So I attended a session um, that the director of my institute, the Africa Health Research Institute, um, was part of uh, in the roundtable discussion. So Prof. Willem Hanukom, and he was speaking a bit about the barriers to equitable science. And I think what was interesting is that he used TB as um, sort of a case study where he said that there's not enough um, light being shed on these types of diseases that are affecting low and middle income income countries. And I think what was also interesting was there was a speaker who was a health journalist, um, Mia Malan from Bekasisa. And she also, as a health journalist, spoke about how the media greatly affects the way we um, perceive global issues, global health issues. Um, and I thought that was just so enlightening. And I think it's really nice that there's an even mix of um, basic science talks in this conference and also these types of talks where we're talking about, you know, the inclusion, the diversity aspects to science as well, which are equally important. Hi, it's Mza. There was one speaker who did actually uh, go forth um, and, and present. Um, so one of the things we're actually working on now is trying to develop a panel, a flow panel that we're going to, to look at. Uh, she had a, a pretty a pretty nice, uh, well-defined panel. And I like the way that she actually presented her results instead of, because flow data, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming and you want to show quite a lot of it. Instead, she just showed what actually increased and not decreased in terms of activation, in terms of inflammation, pro-inflammatory, all those things. It was a, a really unique way of, of seeing that data. And she's from uh, University of Pretoria, so uh, she's, a, she's a South African. <laughs> and hopefully I can get a chance to collaborate and, and, and hear a bit more about her project. Hi, it's Chris. There's been some really nice sessions on, um, on parasite immunology. So it was a really good session on helminth uh, immunology yesterday that I went to. Um, uh, TB immunology sessions. I'm really looking forward to Henry Mwandomba's plenary talk on uh, macrophages in, in TB. And it's just about to come up now. Hi, it's Melissa. So I think there have been a few. Um, so before I was working on parasites and one of the talks, I, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about leishmaniasis. And I think that was a really, really nice session. Um, and then I, one of my former colleagues was talking about a new fungal disease that they've um, discovered. So that was really interesting. And I've tried to, to attend mo more of the um, COVID immunology talks as well and immunity to viruses. I also think that all of the plenary sessions were really, really good. I follow um, Jim P. Allison on Twitter, so it was really like, it was amazing to be able to listen to him speak. Um, so yeah, and Rafi, Rafi Ahmed as well, yeah. Hi, it's Lucedi. 
Yes, actually, we just had a talk now on reproductive immunology because that's my scope. So I just want to learn more what information is more on reproductive immunology. So we just attended, they're looking at uh, the endometrium and just um, embryology in general. So they're looking at the endometrium, different macrophages that are found within the endometrium, how um, those uh, macrophages are expressed during different steps of um I can say during different steps of birth and pregnancy in general, yeah. Hi, it's Sarah. I saw one this morning by Bruce Blazer, and he was talking about CD8T-induced uh, CD8T Tregs, um, which were really interesting because I had never really seen that before, but they seemed to work really well in suppressing um, GBHD, uh, which was cool. Hi, it's Mohammed Arafat Chan. Yeah, I I was very fortunate to have a conversation with uh, with uh, Tom Screeber, mm -hmm. and he works at UCT, a professor at UCT, and I had a tour at his lab yesterday, a brief tour for like 45 minutes or so, and we went through everything. And that was one of the biggest highlights of my, of me attending the conference. But also, it's a very well-organized uh, conference, and I was very... Very, very happy to be here. Oh, no regrets, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so for the past uh, years, I may say most of my career spent in working on infectious diseases. So I started uh, falling in love with non-communicable diseases now, like cancer and stuff. So I started following, following talks where they were talking about uh, uh, cancer and immunotherapy. So I attended those talks and I attended a talk today, I think by the name Bianca, and she was talking about uh, hot and cold tumors. And that was very interesting. Hi, I'm Surajit. Yeah, there are actually two talks. Uh, one from Jim, uh, that I, Dr. James Allison, uh, because he's one of my inspiration to take up cancer immunology actually. And then, followed by um, Dr. Padmini Sharma. That talk also, like, they clear, uh, she clear, clearly um, defined that how, like, we can take the research from the bench to bedside and back in the bench, and we can do real change in the field of therapy. Apart from that, um, today um, I listened to Dr. Alice Kampfrost, I think. Um, yeah, she uh, works on the how T-cell exhaustion actually modulated in the... Um, tumor scenario and that's really great to listening him how the t-cell actually mechanistically change during the long course of chronic inf infections and as well as in the cancer that's really nice to know most of the research that is going on hi it's danielle went to a really nice session on dendritic cells as well and there's always some bit of discussion about dendritic cell lineages versus states and it was a really nice session to have everyone kind of involved in the discussion what they think and presenting different viewpoints on it it's really nice to be in the middle of that because sometimes you don't consider that when you're doing your research you kind of just go with the terms that you know and the terms that other people around you are using but it makes you think about everything a little bit more and also about yeah different dendritic cell subsets and their, their possible effects in yeah infectious diseases but also in, in autoimmunity Hi, I'm Rafi. Yes, I think that's again, as I said, uh, this IUIS was even more special because uh, you know it was in Africa, uh, giving an opportunity for more people, more students, more postdocs, and trainees from Africa to participate in the meetings. I think there's, uh, and that's really important because I think since most of the 
science still is happening in, <laughs> in Europe and the United States, uh, you do want uh, uh, more um, uh, engagement, especially of the younger people. So I think in the next generation, uh, in the next many years to come, really there'll be as much representation in immunology from scientists from Africa as it is from other places. I think it's a step in the right direction. Hi, it's Miriam Murat. Uh, you know, this meeting has been, of course, I organize it, so I don't want to brag, but I thought the quality of the science was remarkable. And uh, so as a myeloid cell biologist, absolutely, there have been a lot of discussion on how this macrophage contributes. For example, I just came out of a neurodegenerative disease session, and the three talks were about macrophages. So that's remarkable, right? And in fact, they were describing many molecules that are also contributing to modulating macrophage, um, macrophage modulation of cancer progression. So for example, TREM2, which is a molecule I study in cancer, was discussed by Marco Colonna uh, in the context of neurodegenerative disease. Uh, so, so what has been remarkable to me is how much the theme of my itself was discussed you know, across across the session? I I agree with many of those responses. I have to say it's hard to choose if, if I had to say which was my favorite part of the conference scientifically it would be hard. I definitely love the uh, many of the sessions that are of topics that I know. I like these 25 years of teacher and teen cell session, uh, very informative. Uh, I liked uh, the immune regulation sessions uh, and also, the ones about uh, uh, tuberculosis and other infectious diseases that I often don't don't look so much at. Uh, what 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 about you, sir, uh, Jason? Which which was your favorite? The one that sticks in my brain is the designer proteins for a partial agonism of cytokine mm. differential effect. I still think that yeah. was the most yeah, the, coolest. The the keynote the keynote yeah. talk. That was that I, I just like that type of work. I, yeah, I, that's I, pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, that was for. Uh, of course, Christopher Garcia presenting that. That uh... Yeah, it was really neat to see. You know, in addition to being at the conference, we actually got to see parts of South Africa, some of us more than others. Uh, and, you know, this is the first time the meeting had been held here. A lot of people got to see different parts of the country and wanted to hear about other people's experiences, both inside and outside the conference. And here's what they had to say. Hi, it's Faith. What I really like... Um, it's perhaps not specific to South Africa, but um, the fact that we were in Africa, there have been many more attendees, for example, compared to when the meeting is in China or when the meeting is in Canada, we've had a lot more um, African uh, people able to join the meeting. And what I'm enjoying really heavily is the, all the networking uh, because you realize that, you know, although we don't have big, strong societies in Africa, we've got immunologists in practically every country. And this networking, I think, is really important because then we can strengthen one another. So that's been really cool about this meeting here. Hi, I'm Sapna. Yeah, um, I have really enjoyed the wine here. It's been amazing, other than the conference, you know, and also the wine at the conference has been amazing. <laughs> Hi, it's Joaquin. Past two, three days that I'm here, I have walked like 15 kilom 50 kilometers, like a couple hours of walking, and I've been into the historical part of the, of the town and 
to the waterfront. It's really nice. The the weather is it's great, and I'm planning on visiting the Table Mountain this day. So it's it's really nice. The food is great, <laughs> and the people the people is just awesome. Hi, it's Veronica. We had an awesome time with my two colleagues. We uh, landed two days earlier before the start of the conference. So we had some time to visit the countryside as well. So we did some touristy stuff. Of course, we um, did the Table Mountain and then we went to see the Cape of Good Hope and Cape Point. We were absolutely stunned by the wildlife that was there. So we even saw the whales. So that was great. We also did the Boulders Bay. So that was nice, but we more like the maybe um, antelopes and stuff like that. I wanted to say that I'm really surprised uh, by South Africa because it's not at all what I expected. It's really wonderful. Everyone's so kind here, and I was really nice. Um, like I was really happy to meet all colleagues from all over the world. Hi, it's Clive. Well, the obvious one is to climb up Table Mountain. Uh, you can catch the cable car up Table Mountain, Robin Island, uh, which is where Nelson Mandela was in prison for many years. There's fantastic food, fantastic wine, uh, wineries, vineyards. Uh, you can uh, catch a canoe and go and see the dolphins. Uh, um, you can lay on the beach. You can do many, many things. You can hang glide from Signal Hill. Uh, so there's many, many things you can do before you catch that plane. Hi, I'm Michelle. I, I've only been able to attend the conference so far, but this conference has been uh it's been great how IUAS has tried to engage with the local community. I know that we have over a hundred local artists come um, perform at this conference. So it's uh, been cool. The opening ceremony was amazing from uh, the start with the Cape uh, min Minstrels uh, that came to perform um, and interact with the audience to um, the presidential dinner last night with the um we went to a uh, local South African restaurant where they had drumming and and singing, and um, it was it's just been really nice to interact with folks both outside of the conference who've been so welcoming, and um, within the conference there have been so many um, South African um, trainees and volunteers as well that have come up, being super excited to. Meet, meet me as a you know student from the U.S. and just meet any, everyone um, from different countries at this conference. So I really appreciate how welcoming um, everyone has been. Hi, this is Sabel. And I think this is the first IUIS um, meeting where there are people from 27 African countries. More than half, uh, but half of uh, uh, countries in Africa are present. And that that speaks that speaks loudly. I think. Um, I think because um, there's a lot of work uh, being done in Africa, especially here in South Africa. Um, I just attended a, a talk about um, a new um, mRNA vaccine facility that's that's being uh, um, that has actually is started in South Africa. And um, they have um, transferred the, the technology and the knowledge to develop these vaccines uh, with, uh, with, I think, is it 16 other African countries who are actually setting up um, vaccine uh, production facilities in Africa. And um, all of those people are at this meeting and they're networking 
and other people are involved. And I think this is leading to leading somewhere because during the pandemic, um, there are vaccines available, but because Africa doesn't have money, we couldn't buy vaccines. And um, so I think um, that's one of the main things is also because South Africa is leading the way and joining forces with others in, the, um, in, the, in Africa, in the continent. Uh, everyone is actually quite excited to be here. And then some of these countries that are actually starting up their own um, development, uh, the vaccine, uh, they're all here because they also want to visit at the same time the facilities in South Africa and also to try to join the networks. So yes, we are very excited. Hi, I'm Daphne Bayek. Yeah, wonderful. I really like the food. I had amazing food and everybody is very nice and friendly. And I had the opportunity to go to um, Table Mountain, which was very impressive. I recommend everybody. And I'm also planning to visit Robben Island before going back. Hi, it's Yvedna Padia. So interestingly, I'm not from Cape Town, but I'm from the east coast of South Africa. But uh, in the in the small gaps that I've had at, during this conference, I've been able to see the VNA waterfronts. And um, I think being in this, we're currently in the city center. So to actually be in the sort of the hub of Cape Town, I think it's as authentic of an experience as you're going to get. So you, we're actually quite lucky that we're situated here. So um, not far from me is uh, Kloof Street, where there's so many cool little restaurants and every it's a very walkable city. So um, just to be able to really be among the locals and to visit all these cool places i it's just just take a walk around cape town there's so much beauty and you enjoy here hi it's mza um yeah i was born and bred in south africa um yeah south africa is a great place it has its it has its issues here and there uh however i think we we are unique in terms of um, our our culture, our heritage, our diversity, our languages, our food, um, a, a whole lot more. However, even in terms of our science, I think we are definitely are a standout, especially when COVID came out. South Africa is represented quite well on the map. We're leading in terms of COVID research. Uh, some of the people who are working on trying to find out um, so like media that can grow, uh, that can be able to grow the new forms of of uh, COVID that were there. Uh, I know those people personally, and you can tell that uh, there are people who are really hardworking and dedicated uh, in terms of what they're doing. So it's 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 a real inspiration being around people like that and uh, being a part of. Um, an institute that's actually pushing people in that direction. That's quite big and quite impressive. Hi, it's Chris. Um, so this is my second time in, um, in South Africa and Cape Town. Um, and, um, it's, yeah, it's a very cool city. Um, very good place to eat. Um, uh, I really enjoy good food. Um, and it's a very sort of international, a melting pot for different cultures and uh, their cuisines. Um, and uh, there's real artistic flair here. So, you know, apart from being at the conference, um, walking along the waterfront, um, there's a lot of sculptures, artists, street performing artists. Um, and then, yeah, I've enjoyed some really good food too. Hi, it's Melissa. 
I mean, it's been amazing. Um, I think the, the funny thing is I've actually met some people that are in Sweden as well. So I've met them at Swedish conferences. Um, so that has been really, really nice. And just being in the sunshine, being able to show my colleagues from Oxford my where I did my PhD and my first postdoc, it's just been really nice to share this this beautiful place with everybody and tell them more about my country. So it's been really good. Oh, hi, it's Lucidi. It's great. I am so happy because you know that um, travel funding, it's an issue. It's still an issue. Most of my friends, um, they wanted to go to to different conferences, but however, they couldn't because of funding. So I'm so happy that when it comes to Africa, a lot of Africans can actually attend and a lot of students can attend. And it's also great for different universities, I can say. And, and also for me, I'm learning a lot through the IUIS. Hi, it's Sarah. I have uh, been to Africa before, but it was 10 years ago. So I haven't been um, here in a while and I've never been to South Africa. I got here about a week ago and I went to the Kruger area where I went on a safari, uh, which was awesome. I got to see lots of cool animals. And then I've been in Cape Town now for a couple of days and I've gotten to go to the wine region uh, and go down and see the penguins. So it's been really cool. Hi, it's Mohammed Arafat Cham. Okay, the first thing I may say is try to get to the table, Matwin. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a very nice place to go. The waterfront, too, is perfect. It's a very nice place to be. Yeah, and meet the people because it's a very diverse uh, community. Hi, I'm Surajit. Oh, Cape Town is a beautiful city, I must say. There are a lot of things to do here. So I, I have visited some uh, beach in Camps Bay. That's really nice. Um, I haven't been to many places, but I'm planning to visit some of the places. Hi, it's Danielle. Uh, this is my first time in the African continent in general, so it's really nice also to fly over the uh, fly over everything. We we're like, oh, now we're above Algeria with the flight tracker in the, on the plane and uh, just taking pictures from everything. It was it was a really nice experience, and so far I love the weather. I really love warm weather and sun, so it's been really good. And uh, we went to the, already to the botanical gardens, which I would highly recommend. It's really really pretty. We saw a sunbird as well there, and some owls. It was really really nice. And then also we did a marine safari, which I would also recommend. We saw some penguins, some seals, some dolphins. It was, it was a good experience. And just in general, just explore a bit around the city. We went to VNA waterfront a few times just to see uh, that area as well. And we hope to, we stay a few days longer after conference to see a bit more then as well. Hi, I'm Rafi. Yeah, I've been to South Africa. I've been lucky. I've been to South Africa several times. And actually I've been to Cape Town about four or five times. It's probably my fourth or fifth visit. And I was here uh, in, the, um, in the context of meetings on HIV. Uh, my own lab doesn't work on HIV, but the vaccine center I direct has a lot of uh, outstanding investigators working on HIV. And so I've always been engaged uh, from more from intellectual <laughs> perspective in, uh, and very committed to the development of HIV cure and HIV vaccine. That still remains a major goal of our vaccine center. Uh, which, of course, is uh, critical for, for the continent of Africa. Uh, so I've been here in that context on several occasions, and it was, but it was great to come here in the context of uh, IUIS because that brings many more people over here. Yeah, definitely lots to see in Cape Town, uh, inside, outside the conference center. Uh, people mentioned the food. I definitely agree with that. 
it was great to to go about and 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 had some 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 nice also some nice wines. South Africa has a lot of that, and I personally were like those. And uh, I also after after I left Cape Town uh, after being done in Cape Town, I uh, went to a safari at Kruger Park that is in the uh, more of a northeast of the country. So I had to take a, a plane. Um, it was really nice. So I got to see this this very kind of historical. Uh, national park and I got to see a lot of animals a bunch of elephants giraffes uh some lions and even from far far away but still they were there uh so it was really nice uh it was, it was an awesome experience yeah I I did not get to do that but uh you know I at least got to check out uh the, the wines with you on that cool tour day so that was yeah yeah you know, and to kind of wrap up our conversations with some of the delegates, we wanted to take a few key takeaways from them and advice from them on what the conference meant to them and what they really took away from it and what they wanted other scientists to know. Take a listen. Hi, it's Faith. I just think that uh, we should keep doing, you know, um, organizing a conference um, takes a lot of energy. And, you know, by the time I got here, I was thinking, man, I'm really tired, you know, but in fact, when you see the young people who are hungry for knowledge, they're hungry for opportunities, they're grasping at everything you're saying, I think it's been really um, uplifting and it makes it really worth all the effort that it takes to put this together. Um, so I believe this is for the common good um, and that it should continue. Hi, I'm Sapna. Well, thank you for having me here. And uh, if anyone's interested in optogenetics and the immunogenicity, please don't hesitate in getting in touch. Hi, it's Melissa. I think it's just, it's been a really nice way to meet different people from different countries working on different things. Because I think sometimes we get so stuck in not just our labs, because, you know, you're working all the time, but also in our own fields. And a lot of them kind of overlap with each other. So it's it's been a really nice way to network and connect and make new collaborations. So I've really enjoyed it. Hi, I'm Rafi. Yes, I think, you know, um, doing a, uh, you know, additional training in uh, in a different environment and different labs is very helpful. So I, I would definitely encourage uh, students, uh, students in Africa to, you know, uh, do postdocs in the very best labs that they can they can find and I think that really uh, and that's good that's also not only good for them but also I think good for the uh, mentors who will take them because they will be making a contribution to training uh, scientists that will work in Africa yeah. and I've been lucky I've had uh, in my lab uh, students from all over the world okay. and I would be delighted to have more <laughs> good students uh, from Africa in my lab so yeah. Hi it's Miriam Marat so, well, first, you know, if you are a junior faculty and you are going to a conference, you know, I suggest you can anticipate, you know, you can prepare the conference and you know, reaching out or asking you know, some specific, uh, uh, you know, uh, scientists that you're interested in to uh, schedule a time to meet, you know, so you can prepare the conference and often because then that you can ensure that you, you'll talk to, you'll have two discussions that matters and um 
And the same thing as the training, you know, uh, junior faculty has much more things to say. Established faculty are always interested in, you know, this early time in your career is when you are probably going to be the most creative, right? the most creative. Uh, and and established faculty know that very well, you know, that uh, you know, time where you have no other obligation is the time where you are really able to do, you know, your focus is only on science, whereas on us it's organizing this big meeting, leading a department, you are, you know, distracted a bit. So we are all very, very interested in hearing from junior faculty. But for us to to stop, let's say, because of course we, we are we we approach by several. It, it has to be also interesting to us. So approach in a approach in an interesting way um, and prepare a little bit what the discussion you want to have. So what I will I think what uh, helped me, me uh, when I was a trainee, when I was attending a conference is, well, first I was inspired. So let yourself be inspired. And then think about if you are uh, in training, so you are working on something, think about how any of the talk that you've heard may help your project, like bring the conference to you. And 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 that requires intellectual involvement. And and some trainees really do it well, and some don't do it enough. So if there's something that you heard that's interesting, try to see whether how you can bring it to your uh, project, and then approach the person that gave this talk and discuss your project in the context of what you heard. So you have to give context when you approach someone. Often trainees approach us, the established faculty. I'm sure I've done it when I was a trainee, and they would say, Ah, hello. And I remember I've done it. Ah, hello. My name is Miriam. I work on Milo itself and that's it. You know, okay. So that doesn't really help. However, if you say I work on this and I heard, you know, when you said that, that suggested, and then the person will be interested. So engage intellectually, you know, that and 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 this is an extraordinary time to do it. A five days of conference is a very, very long conference. Hi, it's Clive. Um, just to say that I think um having this meeting in Africa for the first time. Again, I'm repeating myself. It's significant. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we wanted to create a legacy uh, by having this meeting. Uh, so there's two forms of the legacy that are part of this meeting. One is that uh, we're creating the next generation of immunologists and we're creating the rising stars. Uh, and we've given them the platform to talk about their science and their immunology. The other component to the legacy is one of community. We have engaged with the local community around Cape Town, not far from the Cape Town itself, a low-income community uh, called Kailicha. And I've partnered with uh, a young youth group who are performing theatre at this meeting, and it's how they see the immune system, how they see TB, and the... The, the penultimate day of the this meeting, 1st of December, is World AIDS Day. So there'll be a special commemoration of World AIDS Day on Friday, uh, 1st of December, which which uh, is part and parcel of this meeting. So it's it's a very, it, you know, we, we want this meeting to have a legacy beyond the 2nd of December, 2023, and beyond that in years to come. 
And there you have it. That brings us to the end of our series of IEOS 2023 episodes. We had a great time at the meeting and hope that you enjoyed hearing from some of the attendees. Don't forget to check out the episodes that released during the meeting and subscribe to our newsletter at www.immunologypodcast.com to get the show notes, including an episode summary and links to all the interview and roundup papers. You can also reach out to us on X at Immunopodcast or via email at info at immunologypodcast.com with feedback or to suggest guests. See you next time.